0: Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Hey, have you heard the big news? I'm starting an online community for Startup Nation next month. And I am looking for 20 founding members who want to work closely with myself to shape the community experience step by step. If you want to apply, go to blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. Today, my featured guest is Vic Tipness, and Vic was on our show a couple of years back. Uh, actually, when I first started this podcast, Startup Nation, so it was probably over three years ago now, uh, and Vic was one of my original guests on the show. Uh, he really dropped it with uh, some powerful mindset-shifting uh, reality type of language that really stretched uh, my listeners back then to start believing in the dreams, believing in the visions that they have for themselves, and then actually start living those out. So we're, a lot has happened in Vic's life since then. A lot has happened in my life. Since then, though, Vic has become a five-time Inc. 5000 entrepreneur Uh, His business is Blackstone Medical Services. You can find him at blackstonemedicalservices.com. And Vic went from $78 on the verge of bankruptcy to $50 million in the past eight years. $50 million. So this, this guest, this guy, he knows a lot about visualizing the future that you actually want and then creating it and making it reality. So we're gonna talk about that today. So there's things inside of you, Startup Nation. There's lies that you have in your mind that you're believing that that dream you have for yourself is not possible. It's only for other people. It's for the people you see on social media, but not for you because your situation is differently or your problems are different. And I'm going to invite Vic to come in and blow up all those lies once and for all so that you actually take action and get the future that you want and that you deserve for yourself. So Vic Tipness, welcome to your first 100K Top 100 podcast on iTunes um, in entrepreneurship. Go ahead and just take about 30 seconds, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Sure. So thanks for the, thanks for the kind words. You know, I'm uh, I'm founder and CEO of Blackstone Medical Services. We're the largest provider of home sleep testing services in, in the United States. Uh, we have over uh, 250 employees. We have offices in Tampa, Florida, uh, Maryland, and Medellin, Colombia. And, um, you know, we, we, essentially test for uh, obstructive sleep apnea. That's what we do.
0: Fantastic. Now, Vic, uh, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty transparent guy. I don't actually think there's things that a lot of people don't know. Um, obviously if you follow me, you know, you know me and, and you see my social media. I'm pretty transparent. Mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, uh, what I do and, and, and how I live. So I don't have anything that really comes to mind. Um, but, uh, if I think of something, I'll, I'll, de- I'll definitely let you know.
0: All right. Fair enough. Now, listen, you just wrote a book not too long ago. I was at your book launch, amazing reception. You did there, uh, break down. Uh, what was the title of the book? Why'd you write the book? Um, and how does my listener get their hands on it? Why should they actually read the book? Because you share so, like some personal, deep stuff in that book.
1: Yeah, I do. You know, um, you know, it was a, it was an Amazon bestseller, which I was really happy about. And um, you know, I I essentially decided to put down in in paper kind of what I went through because when I was going through all of the struggles that I went through. Um, I remember that time making a promise to myself that if I if I were to come out of it, that I would I would do something that would help somebody else. And so for me, being very honest about what I went through and, and the solutions that I applied to things uh, were somewhat anecdotal for people, right? Because there are a lot of people that are going through very similar situations if not, or if not worse. And, um, you know they, they don't have a lot of people that they can probably get good advice from, you know? So, so I wrote, I wrote, um, did you sell your soul again? You know, it was an Amazon bestseller, I think three days after we we launched it. And, um, you know, it, it, it talks about the the journey uh, that I had as an entrepreneur and the the lessons that I learned and, and different things that I went through.
0: Now in that book, as I'm reading through it and I read the whole book by the way, and, uh, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you share a lot of, uh, tragedy, really a lot of, uh, broken relationships, both personally and professionally. Uh, you shared how you process that pain, um, how you use that as fuel to really propel you to where you are in business. Can you talk to my listener a little bit about that? Because they're going through that right now, most likely. Uh, they have some people around them that may occur as toxic or well meaning, but kind of holding them back with their own small thinking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a very important thing is who you hang around. Um, I have to tell you that a few years ago i decided to really kind of do a a purge of the people that i was connected to <coughs> that were really not for me not that they were maybe against me but they just weren't really for me you know they weren't they weren't there to to root for me or to push me forward or to provide any value in my life and um you know, I, I've experienced hanging out with uh, a lot of friends like that and, and even, you know, past relationships that I've had um, where no matter, you know, what the relationship was like, that person just wasn't good for me. So, you know, when I decided to just make that, that change and said, okay, you know what, I only want to be surrounded by people that are really for me, that want me to do well, and that show it in their actions you know, that's a pretty big game changer. And there's a lot of people today, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners that are surrounded by people that invalidate them, that nullify them, that uh, make them think, you know, smaller of themselves than they are, and, and, and a host of other things. And, and when you have that around you, I got to tell you, it's very, very difficult to, to succeed. It's very, very difficult to be successful when you have that type of environment around you.
0: I look at my own life in the past few years, and I also had to go through a purging process as well, because Mm -hmm. I realized I was contributing to people's lives, friends' lives, but it wasn't not being reciprocated. It was a very one-sided relationship or friendship. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you also have gone through that. Now, what is different on the other side? Because that takes something, right? Because so many people are scared to be lonely, they're scared of losing those friends. So they settle for the less than good for them friends because that's just who they have right now. What was it like? Did you have to go through a season of loneliness before you started to attract those people that were completely for you?
1: Um, Yeah, sure. You know, uh, I wasn't afraid of being alone. So I was like, okay, you know what? Um, If I went from 12 friends to three, I was happy with the three, you know? Um, But you know, for me, and, and it might be different for your listeners, but for me, what really makes me happy is, is building companies and, and helping people and, and providing a great environment for people that they can work in and, and flourish and prosper. And you know, not everybody is, is built to be an entrepreneur and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with, with, with working for somebody. Um, so for me, I wanted to create a great environment for people that, weren't essentially entrepreneurs that were not willing to take a lot of the risks and stuff and create a great environment. And, you know, we've been, we've been very successful at that. You know, my, my turnover in my company is less than 2% uh, a year and the national averages are 25 to 35%. And the reason that is is because we, we really invest in people and, and we create a great culture. And, and for me, you know, building businesses and, and doing that, is, is priority, um, over, over everything else, you know, because I know that if I'm not happy, you're not going to make anyone else happy. Uh, and, 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 and sacrificing that for yourself is, is not, not productive to do. Mm.
0: So you speak a lot about company culture and creating a place where people, they want to work, they want to give their best. Can you share a, a story of someone that works with you for you um, where you gave them a a bigger future than what they originally had planned for themselves? Do you have a, like a little success story you could share with us of someone?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I have a, I have a lot, I have a tremendous amount of people that, that, that work for me that, that I, I think that I've, you know, given them a, a highly highly increased quality of life. Um, you know, there's people that that came to me um, that, you know, were were barely getting by or, or doing fairly well, for, you know, okay. Um, and now their whole life has 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 turned around, um, not only by the income. You know, the income is just one part of it. I th- I think that the other part of it is um, providing us a, a support system to people, you know, a a safe, stable environment, where somebody can come to when they're having issues, you know, it's not not necessarily Mm. just about um, the money. It's about your time. It's about your effort. It's your it's your energy that that you you invest in other people that that comes back around. Mm.
0: So let's uh, speak specifically about strategies and what my audience is missing right now. Um, or maybe it's not about the strategies as all, maybe at all, maybe you want to push back on that and be like, Hey, the strategies come and go. Like, it's really a mindset thing. It's like, where are you at in your head? Where are you at in your heart? Like, what do you actually believe in? Um, what do you want to say to my listener right now? Like, what's the most common thing you see that, uh, holds entrepreneurs from breaking past that six figure mark into the seven figure mark, eight figure mark, nine figure mark.
1: Um, You know, I think a big part of it is it is strategy, but it's also uh, people's inability to be wrong. You know, you you have to you have to be able to take a step back and, and look at your life and look at your business and be able to to objectively look at it and say, you know what? I should be more successful. Or maybe not. Um, but maybe the, the strategy I'm applying or the data that I'm applying or the, the knowledge I have is, is, is a little off, you know, um, because, you know, we, we are a culmination of decisions that we make every single day while well, we're making decisions based every day based off da- data that we have that we, we think is right. So you know, you, you have to kind of look at it objectively and say, okay, if I'm not where I'm where I wanted to be in life, maybe there's something that I'm doing that's incorrect. And 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 most people have a very difficult time with that. Did you ever struggle with that yourself? And how
0: did you get past it? Just that need to be right and not look bad. You know, I didn't I didn't
1: necessarily have an issue with needing to be right. Um, I, I actually was looking for the correct. Uh, application of things, you know, there there are people out there that have a strategy. You know, if you want to have uh, a successful business, well, you got to go talk to and learn what very successful business people are doing, um, because there there it's not an accident that somebody is is successful and somebody isn't. There, it, there's a there's a there's a doingness to it. That person is doing something that that the other person is not. Right, so. You know, I, I've always had this idea of, of being a student and saying, OK, h- how can I learn from from people that are doing well, knowing that it's, it's just not an accident? You know, it's not just, um, you know. Something that happens, you know, usually, you know, 90 a large portion, I say, 95 to 99 percent of the time, the person that's in the position got there because of an ability that they have you know, they're, they're able to do something that the other person's not right. So, so for me, I'm, I'm always looking, I'm always looking for that. So if something is not right in my business or my life, I, I find the correct data and use it.
0: So in biblical terms for all our Christian entrepreneurs out there, you know, the Bible says, seek wise counsel, right? Go out and seek that counsel from people that know what they're doing. They have different strategies. They have strategies that work. So that's what you're talking about here. You Mm -hmm. and I were just talking offline before we started the show that we both Uh, worked with, uh, and I'm working with, uh, the same guy to coach us on Instagram. Uh, And Mm -hmm. he has a proven formula that builds up audience and builds up uh, authority on Instagram. And we both invested and hired that gentleman to teach us that strategy that works. Would that be a Mm -hmm. good example?
1: Yeah. And there's people, you know, um, I mean that's in every aspect of life, right? There's 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 people that are applying the correct application to their finances, or and to their business and to their relationships, uh, personal relationships, you know, um, boyfriend girlfriend relationships, husband and wife relationships, right? There, there is an application, so it it does exist.
0: Awesome. Okay, so take us into uh, specifically what does it take. Um, an entrepreneur to envision a future that is not there yet to see so clearly their dream for the future in spite of their circumstances and the evidence around them. You've had to do this. I'm still in it myself. And I know personally, I struggle seeing clearly that picture Time mm-hmm. and time again, sometimes it's clear. Other times it's foggy as can be. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you stay so clear on it? What guidance would you give my listener?
1: So it's a great question. Um, you know, this is probably the area that I excel in uh, the, the best. And, um, you know, where people end up in, uh, failing in this, and I'll, I'll give you something that's actually, you know, workable, right? So you have an ideal scene of what you want your life to be like, right? Whether it's your business, whether it's your personal life, your relationships with your friends, with your spouses, whatever, your family, everything, right? So the first step, obviously, is you, you have to you have to really uh, write down your ideal scene. Like, what does it look like? So a guy says, hey, you know what? I want to be married to... A beautiful girl and I want to have a successful business. Okay. What does the girl look like? She have black hair? Does she have blonde hair? Is she 5'3"? Is she six foot? Um, what's her background? Is she Republican? Is she Democrat? What's her faith? Does she believe in God? Does she not believe in God? Um, you know, the business. Okay. What's the revenue of the business? Is it a $10 million business? Is it a $2 million business? How many employees do you have? Uh, what does the culture look like? So you can see that just in those questions alone, probably 95% of people don't know the answers to those. They really don't, right? So if, if you don't know the answers to those questions, then step two is very difficult to apply because step two is, let's say that we assume step one is done properly, right? You, you wrote down what the girl looks like, what the guy looks like. You know, there's a girl that wants a certain guy and he's this tall and he weighs this much. And this is his view on life, on religion or whatever, right? Uh, politics, blah, blah, blah. So if, 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 if we take the example of the person that, that has figured out what they want, they've got their ideal scene, right? Is the ideal scene. It is ideal, called ideal for a reason, because it's the ideal scene. If at that point you have the ideal scene, the next step in the process is every day you have to make decisions about what is either furthering you to that ideal scene or bringing you back. And that's where most people fail, right there, even if they have the ideal scene. They fail in, in in being able to make decisions every day with the ideal scene in mind, right? And 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 they compromise. They become reasonable, as I like to say. They become very reasonable. I'm probably one of the most unreasonable people you'll ever meet because I'm not I'm not willing to be reasonable on, on what I want. Right. So I've, I've never compromised on that, never. I used to a long time ago when my life wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, and then I made the decision to say, you know what, this doesn't work for me because I'm not happy, I, I'm not happy. So, so I decided to say, hey, you know what? I'm just not willing to compromise on it. I'll give you a simple example. I, I wanted to marry a girl from Medellin, Colombia. Okay, that was my thing. And when I met my wife and, and she told me she was from Medellin, I told her, you know, if you would have told me you were from Bogota, as beautiful as you are, I would have said, hey, it's great to know you. Let's be friends. And uh, I wish you the best. I was willing to do that because I was not willing to compromise on the ideal scene. 99.999% of people. Would probably not make that call, right? So, so there's a there's a there's a there's a need of of discipline that's involved in your ideal scene. That there are some things that are just not uh, you're not willing to compromise on, you know. And and look, I didn't compromise on that. I wanted someone from Medellin, you know. I, I have an amazing wife. And, uh, and, and now we have our company in Medellin, which is what I've always wanted. I'm going to be buying a home in Medellin, which is what I've always wanted. And, and, and that only happened because I was not willing to compromise and become reasonable about what I wanted.
0: Can you give us an example of certain decisions you made in your business that would have compromised that ideal scene? that you had for your business
1: yeah i mean that i i have a i have a ton right i have a ton mm-hmm. uh, probably the biggest one was i had a, a coo um that was uh you know he was a good guy but he was an ineffective manager and and he was a personal friend of mine and um you know my business was still growing we were doing we were doing okay we weren't doing great this was you know three four years ago um And uh, and I and I and I was not, again, back to ideal scene, I was not willing to compromise. So I had to make the tough decision to to part ways to 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 remove him and and all of that. And and um, it was a very it was very difficult. It was a lot to confront. But um, after I made that move, you know, our our business uh, quadrupled It quadrupled uh, because the culture was just not where I wanted it to be. And I was not willing to compromise on that, you know? And so I've made a ton of decisions like that I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've gotten rid of of people that, um, that were against the ideal scene of what I wanted in my life. And I just said, you know what, not that I hate them, but I just, Hey, look, you're just, it doesn't make sense. There's no point. You know, there's, there's no point for us to be connected if, if you're not really for me and that's okay. There's 7 billion people on the planet. I can find another friend.
0: (laughs) So Vic, when you make these decisions to uh, bring yourself closer to your ideal scene, Mm. before you see the results start to come in, we go through this stage of buyer's remorse. We go through this stage of self-doubt, this stage of, did I make the right decision? Is it going to work out or or did I just screw everything up by removing that person that I needed to run the operations? Mm -hmm. What do you do during that in-between time of self-doubt that's just part of the human condition um, to really push through and stay committed uh, to that ideal scene? And then you start to see those results show up that validate and confirm, yes, Mm -hmm. that was the right decision.
1: I mean, you have to remind yourself of your purpose, you know, what, what are you trying to do? You know, so for me, when I made that decision, for example, to get rid of my COO, you know, okay, what was my purpose? My purpose is that I want to build a very successful company um, that I want to, uh, you know, be able to help a lot of people to be able to support my church, my community, my whatever, right? Everyone has these kind of these ideas. Um, so, so what happens is, is, you know, you have to say, okay, what is my purpose, right? What am I trying to accomplish here? And, and you have to just push through it. If, if you know that you made a decision objectively, like I knew this guy was not the right fit, even if I knew personally that, you know, personally, he was a good guy or whatever, I just knew business-wise he was an inefficient manager. So, so you know, what was the worst case that was going to happen? What was the worst thing that happened? If I came into work one day and everything went to shit, then maybe I made the wrong decision. Okay, fine. We make wrong decisions. But every day, I mean, look, if if every day I'm willing to make decisions to further to the ideal scene, I only have to be 51% right. I'm going to make mistakes. You know, you're going to make mistakes. But shit, if I'm 51% right, I'm going to end up winning.
0: Startup Nation, I hope you're taking notes right now with Vic uh, because he's really laying out a very uh, powerful success formula for your business um, to really create that, do that first step of creating with specificity uh, that ideal scene uh, for your business, for your life. What does it actually look like all the way down to the granule details of like, you know, color selection for your office space, you know, once you get there to that large office that you're going to create for yourself, if that's part of it, or the what type of house you're going to build in what and what part of the world, etc, all the way down to the type of wood you're going to use, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of specificity allows your mind to truly believe that it's a real goal, and to go out and get it. And, and to go to work at finding those resources and, and attracting those people that will bring you closer to that. So Vic, thank you for walking us through that. Um, those are two uh, very common but uh, unanswered questions uh, that I think you delivered very clear answers to, and they were simple answers. Uh, so it gives us a nice powerful roadmap uh, to really go get our own ideal scenes. Uh, what do you want to say to Startup Nation right now that we haven't addressed uh, that you want to just communicate to them uh, for their own ideal scenes, whatever that may be?
1: Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's the same message, really. It's, it's you know, uh, you, can't, you can have what you want in life if you're willing to uh, be courageous and, and, and confront things and, and not compromise and be reasonable. You know, I, I see a lot of people, they just, they lose out because they're reasonable about things. They, they accept things that happen to them that are bad. And they think, oh, the person didn't mean it or this or that and all the stuff. And, and that, that's all kind of, you know, intertwined into being reasonable. Right. So I, I think you have to, I think you have to really, you know, um, be unreasonable and, and, and really demand out of life what you, what you want, you know, and, and, and you'd be surprised how far you get.
0: I think you just gave permission to my audience uh, that it is possible for them uh, to create uh, this ideal scene for their life. Mm -hmm. It is possible for them uh, to go get it. And the only thing stopping them really is a lack of clarity on their ideal scene. And then the discipline to only say yes to things that move them closer to it.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing, you, you know, from a business aspect, if you're, if, you're, if you're running into roadblocks and you're not getting the solution or the outcome that you want, you have the wrong solution. You know, you just got to find the right solution. There, there's a solution to everything. I mean, there, there is, there's an answer to everything. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, if you, if you're, if you're banging your head against the wall and you're not finding the solution, you need to ask around a little bit more.
0: Yeah. Somebody's got that solution you're looking for. That's the bottom line. Somebody's figured it out. Somebody's figured it out. Yeah. Uh, All right, Vic, we're speaking with Vic Tipness. Uh, He's the CEO, uh, founder of Blackstone Medical Services. Uh, They're doing over 50 million a year, five-time Inc. 5,000 company. And Vic's crushing it. Uh, You can find him on social media, on IG. Uh, He's got 1.7 million followers, people that are actively saying, hey, Vic, how do I do what you did? How do I do it? for my life. And, uh, he's a very inspiring individual. Uh, he's also very humble. I know him personally. We've been friends for, I don't know how many years now, Vic, uh, quite some time though.
1: And, quite some
0: time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here in Tampa, Florida. And one thing about Vic, even though he has all the fancy toys and cars and Lambos and all that jazz, um, he occurs as one of the most humble, uh, people you'll meet. And I acknowledge you for that, Vic. Um, That's not to pump up your tires. That's just to say what's so um, for real. So uh, Vic, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you three quick fire, uh, 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yep. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur out on your own, just taking on the risk and creating your ideal scene and going for it?
1: Just the freedom to create.
0: Freedom to create. What's your least favorite thing?
1: Uh, Least favorite thing, paying taxes.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What are you most afraid of?
1: Uh, Not reaching my potential.
0: Yeah, I get that. I believe we're all struggling with something um, at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally?
1: Um, Honestly, nothing. (laughs) Nothing.
0: That's a good place Honestly, to be, nothing.
1: right? It's a good place to be. Honestly, now, some,
0: some could argue, well, does that mean you're growing if there's no struggle, if there's no you know, friction?
1: Well, struggle means that there's no solution, right? You struggle ah. with things that you have no solution for. Uh, when you have a solution, it's not really a struggle. So I, I don't find myself struggling with things. I, I, I doesn't mean to say I don't have challenges, you know? Um, but I don't have anything that, that keeps me up at night or that I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm personally challenged with them.
0: Based on your definition of the word struggle, I may have to change my questions or thanks for that. Uh, what did you <laughs> spend too much time, way too much time doing this past year?
1: Uh, what did I spend too much? Time? Uh, well, I love to work. So I, I would probably say that I spent a lot of time working, but I w I wouldn't think of that as a negative thing for me. I, I really enjoy what I do. If you don't mind me asking
0: about how many hours per week do you work?
1: Oh, at least 80 hours, at least God 80 to 90 you, hours a week.
0: And you yeah. thrive on that. You enjoy that.
1: Yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was one of my, my things when I met my wife, I said, look, you know, I love to work and, and, I, and I never want to be in a situation where you tell me I work too much. And she's never told me that. She's never told me that she, she understands that that's what I love to do. And she understands that if I don't do that, that I'm not a happy person. You know, you you got to you got to feed yourself so you can feed others, right? Um, but I, I I love to work. I, I I'm going from you know I'm up usually five forty five, six in the morning, and and I'm I'm going until you know nine ten o'clock at night. I'm just it's always it's always going.
0: Question to you: How do you stay refreshed, recharged, replenished, and not burn out? Because that kind of work life uh, typically burns people out, right?
1: You know, there, I don't necessarily think there, there is no thing such thing as burnout. You know, typically when you get burned out, it's it's usually because you've you've lost your purpose, so you're you're kind of just out of gas, right? Because you're just mm-hmm. like, ugh, I've lost my purpose. I don't know what I'm doing anymore and there's no fuel there. So, so, you know, when you find yourself in a position where you do feel this kind of burnout feeling, you know, you have to remind yourself what your purpose is. You know, my, my purpose, for example, is, you know, I, I want to create a billion, over a billion dollars worth of wealth and, and, and create generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine my purpose when I get up in the morning. It doesn't matter how many cars I have. Right. It's like, okay, my purpose is, is here. You know, it's, it's, it's a big purpose, right. It's to help and and influence, you know, millions of people and millions of entrepreneurs across the world and all that stuff. So, um, you know, when your purpose is big enough, um, it is very hard to get burned out or impossible to get burned out because, you're, you're, you're willing to, to, to expend the energy to, to get to where you need to go.
0: What I just took from what you said is actually, I think a very powerful truth for you startup nation is that what I'm hearing Vic say is burnout is not a lack of energy. It's a lack of purpose. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Is that by right, Vic?
1: You're, You're spot on.
0: Yeah. That's, that's powerful even for me to hear because I look at all the times in my past when I felt burnt out working 110 hours a week. And I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't even know. Um, but it was actually just a lack of purpose. I, I had lost my purpose.
1: And uh, yeah, it's a huge thing. You lose your purpose, you lose your gas, right? The, the, the best way to, to reignite that, that energy is to pour gas on coals, right? You, you're like, okay, what, 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 what am I doing again? You know what? What is the focus? What, what is the purpose again? Oh, the purpose is to help people. The purpose is to create generational wealth for my family. The purpose is to provide a certain lifestyle for my loved ones, and and to provide abundance. You know, so when I get up in the morning, and and this this happens to people when they become, you know, they hit they hit a certain level of success, mm-hmm. they they lose their purpose, and so they get bored, they get they get depressed. Because they're like, well, I, I no longer have to work to pay rent or my mortgage or my house or my this or my that. And that's, that's just the wrong way to think about it, right? The, the right way to think about it is, okay, what's your purpose, right? And, and remind yourself of the purpose. And, you know, I do that a lot with, 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 with my wife and my friends. And, and we talk a lot about, okay, what is our purpose? What are we trying to do? And just having the conversation creates a, an increase in energy.
0: Yeah, I get that. Thank you for spending some time on that. I think that's powerful. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: Uh, I don't have a secret fear about people. I love people. I think people are great. I think, um, you know, uh, all shapes and sizes and colors. And, and uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you have to really love people because the only reason I am where I am is because I have a lot of people around me that are very smart, very hardworking um, and, and are willing to, to, to buy into the purpose. Right. So I I think that you have to naturally be a people person to be an entrepreneur.
0: I agree with that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Uh,
1: what I had wished I'd learned sooner in business is how to direct the energy of, of money. It's a very, very important thing. Um, you know, and what I mean by that is, is, is you have to, you have to direct the energy that is, you know, money is an energy, right? It comes in and it goes and it goes to somebody else and it's constantly transferable, right? Mm-hmm. So, so directing the energy is, is being able to really control your money in your cash to where you know that a certain amount is going into certain things every single day or week. Um, it, it kind of like expensing your profit, right? Um, if you don't expense your profit, Uh, you're not going to make, you're not going to have any money.
0: Mm -hmm. So you almost have like little profit buckets that each go to different things, right?
1: Well, if I I know, let's say say you have a, let's say you have a a cookie store, right? And you generate $10,000 a week in revenue in your cookie store. And you know that based on your numbers that you should have $2,000 in profit every week. Right now, What happens is you have an entrepreneur that's running their cookie store. They do the 10,000 every week, but the, the 2000 gets spent on something else. Right? So there's a general rule of thumb. An organization always spends more money than it makes always. So, so what you have to do is you have to expense the profit. So if you know that your cookie store generates $2,000 a week on every Friday, you have your bank withdraw $2,000. It is gone. It ain't there anymore.
0: So you can't use it anywhere else. You can't expense it anywhere else in the business.
1: Yeah. It's taken out of mm-hmm. the business account into another, into another completely different account. Now from that account, you can take that money and invest it. You can do other things with it. But but every week, you're taking the money out of the business. You're expensing your profit. Mm-hmm. And what that does psychologically is it gets you to start thinking like, okay, now your cookie store is doing $13,000 a week. So then you bump up the $2,000 to 24, $2,250 or $2,500 and you consistently increase that number. And what that does is it, you know, a business is a, is a breathe living, breathing organism, right? It's an alive thing. So what you're doing is you're creating demand on your business. You now know every week, 2000 is coming out of your bank account. Mm -hmm. So think about what that does to you mentally. It's like, shit, I got to get that 10 grand in that bank this week. Right. Yeah. It stretches you. It stretches you. And so Mm -hmm. what you'll find is, is over time, You'll you'll go from two thousand a week to to eight thousand a week
0: profit being just uh-huh. pulled right out and then just being gone redirected
1: like you never had it yep like you never had it and I, and I really wish that I had learned that earlier in in my career um, but I I highly highly suggest any entrepreneur that that has a business I don't care if it's a hundred dollars a week. You, you, you pull it out. It's an automatic withdrawal. You don't even think about it. Friday and today, boom, that $100 is gone. Or, and, then, and then you, you got to give yourself a plan. Say, okay, in the next quarter, I got to get it to 150. I got to get it to 200. I got to get it to 500. I got to get to 1,000 and so on and so forth. And you'll be surprised how quickly it adds up.
0: You know, I'm thinking out loud, it's almost like you treat your profit as your most valued employee. And you got to cut a check to that employee every single week, and they're getting paid. If you want them to stay or increase and do more,
1: yeah, I mean, there, there's a you know a lot of successful entrepreneurs talk about that. They talk about pay yourself first, mm-hmm. and I'm a big believer in that. You have to pay yourself first. It doesn't mean that you don't pay your employees, yeah. but what it means is you 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 pull you pull out yours first. Yep. And then again, you do the math. If you know that it, it costs you, you know, $6,000 to run your cookie business, you're pulling out enough to run your business, mm-hmm. but you're pulling out your profit equally because you are, you are the risk taker. You are the one that has the most to lose. And if you don't expense your profit, it ends up getting spent on other stupid stuff.
0: Yeah, it does for sure. What's a new habit you want to create, Vic?
1: Uh new habit that I want to create. Um, you know, I, nothing comes to mind and I'll tell you why I'm a very habit driven person. I Mm -hmm. I have every, every, like somebody wanted to assassinate me, be very easy. Um, but (laughs) it's true. I mean, I have security now, but, uh, but, but yeah, it, it, it would be easy because I'm, I'm a creature, of habit. I because know the, the coffee
0: safety. shop you go to about the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mean. Got it.
1: <laughs> I'm a creature of habit.
0: That's lovely. So What's a bad habit you want to break? Is there anything in there?
1: Chocolate. Love chocolate.
0: Chocolate. A little chocolate. All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Uh, logical, um, generous, mm. and um, and uh, kind. I see that about
0: you. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business.
1: Um, Anxious, um, hungry, um, and um, not as confident. Yeah.
0: And Vic, last question. If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends, your wife in the eyes, and give them only one piece of advice about everything life, business, relationships, all of it. What would you say to them?
1: Um, You know, I would say that life is a game and, um, and energy never dies. So you're, you're gonna, you're gonna repeat this again and, uh, and and play to win. Play
0: to win starvation. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first six figures, their first 100 K in the next 12 months?
1: Uh, that you can do it. And, and, and once you do it, uh, you need to set a, another goal for yourself. Um, you need to constantly be, uh, creating momentum and, um, and, and creating goals. You know, I'm, I'm i constantly do that. I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And that's momentum. And momentum is a, a very important part of, of, a business and life. You know, you want to have mm-hmm. momentum going all the time. Um, I'm big on that. So I, I highly encourage people to have momentum. It's awesome.
0: And Vic, where can startup nation get in touch with you? What do you got for them? Where they pick up your book? What do you got? Uh,
1: books on Amazon. Did you sell your soul again? Uh, Amazon bestseller and, um, you know, uh, obviously I'm on Instagram on Facebook, my handle is my name at Vic tipness. Um, you know, feel free to, to, to message me anytime. I I try to get to my messages, um, quickly always will get a response to you, but, uh, Obviously, I I get bombarded with messages on on social media, but uh, I try to respond to every single one.
0: Vic, thank you so much for taking the time today to be on your first 100K. Thank you for the wisdom, the value you brought to my audience. And I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir.
1: Thank you, man. You too.
0: Hey, Startup Nation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my show. Whenever you're ready, there are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab your free 10-day training at first100k.com. That's first100k.com. Number two, get your hands on a copy of my new book, Your First 100K, How to Make Six Figures in Under 12 Months at josephwarren.net. That's josephwarren.net. And number three, Connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or one-on-one level at blowuprocks.com. That's blowuprocks.com. I'll see you next week on your first 100K. And remember that wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey, you're just 100K away.